Hello and welcome to another episode of the Bible and Me podcast. In this episode, Nigel Watts talks to Jamie Winch, a student at Regents Theological College, about the effects of apologetics in his life and how an extraordinary experience at 2am changed his life forever. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the individual speaking and may not represent the views of Precept Ministries UK. We hope and pray that this podcast will bless you in your walk of faith. If it does, leave us a rating or review and subscribe for more podcasts every Friday. And now, without further ado, here's the podcast. Well, I really want to welcome uh, a very good friend of mine, Jamie Winch, to the program today. Jamie married Siobhan in 2015 and is currently studying at Regents Theological College. Jamie grew up in Wiltshire and after leaving school became a data analyst a very dramatic turn of events in his life led him to Christ, which later led him to respond to God's call to go to theological college. Jamie loves photography and football, particularly when Southampton Football Club are winning, uh, and reading theology and philosophy. I've known Jamie for about four years now, and it has been such a blessing to me personally to see him grow in his faith. Jamie, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Jamie, you are in your first year at Regents Theological College. Would you have ever thought that this would be happening uh, in a month of Sundays just a short time ago? Not at all. No, no chance. Um, It's still a bit of a shock. I have to pinch myself that I'm I'm at Theological College. Um, Even though it's a university, even that is a shock in itself. But to study theology is... um, yeah, it's a bit surreal, really. But yeah, oh, wonderful. Tell me, uh, tell me about your upbringing and uh, your Christian Christian upbringing or, or connection with any to Christianity and the church. So um, I was raised by um, uh, my mum, who's as, as a single parent um, for at least nine years. I had my grandparents as a kind of background uh, to help help obviously raise me as well. They had a lot of input. Um, my brother then came along on the scene, um, and then. Yeah, my mum kind of raised us both with ongoing. We had stepdads as well. Um, and then, so throughout that, my grandma would um, take me to Salisbury Elam Church. And um, I'd go to the youth club then. Um, I used to hate it. I used to hide under the tables, not really wanting to go. I think it was, I wouldn't say a forced thing, but it was very much, you know, she wanted me to go there. And now I look back, I think it was, you know, it's, it's God's way of, um, yeah, bringing me to himself. So, um, yeah, when I, yeah, that was my only kind of a Christian input is my grandma kind of um, instilling in me some kind of, you know, she kept me a little, but, you know, I'd have a little uh, kid's Bible and that was the way. Um, I actually even remembered the other day that, um, and we always say this, my grandma, um, and even my mum, who's not Christian, she would say that um, she still remembers when I was a kid. Um, and I said, oh, is there is there a path going up to my heart where Jesus walks up into? <laughs> uh, very kid thing to say, but I look back now and I think uh, how God was faithful even then, you know, and throughout the rest of my life up till now, so really so this yeah. so you have fond memories of your grandma yeah uh taking you to church no doubt praying for you yeah yeah absolutely yeah uh, is your grandma alive today yeah 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 she's um currently looking after us at the moment while we're back from uh, Malvern um Regents Theological College so she's looking after us at the minute so she's she, lovely I'm sure she must be absolutely thrilled yes she is absolutely uh, um and obviously our, my testimony and everything um she's just delighted on that night she still remembers and she absolutely yeah uh, yeah. She loves it. So. If there are any grandmas out there or granddads listening to this yeah. and you have connection with your grandchildren, then um, I would just exhort you to continue to be praying, do everything you can to Absolutely. encourage your grandchildren. I am not yet a grandfather, but mm. I'm looking forward to the day and can't wait. 
and mm. uh, you know so that so that's lovely um, yeah. so just before you sort of became a Christian um, leading up to that time uh, how would you spend your Sundays um, Xbox um, Xbox Live playing Call of Duty uh, non-stop in my room wasn't the whole thing I'd be doing I used to go out on the town with my friends um, we'd socialise but most of it would be Sunday mornings was me to have a lie-in rest from work ironically rest on on a Sunday um, <laughs> but yeah so it would be very much yeah either um, nursing a hangover or just spending it on the Xbox all day so really? that was pretty much my life so yeah. what happened between you going to church as a youngster yeah and getting to that place where you've just described I think over time as I got older um, when you become a teenager you start to think you um, well, you, 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 you have your own autonomy so I decide what I'm going to go and do um, and therefore obviously my parents even my mum and my, gra- you know, my grandma acknowledged that it was absolutely fine um, and I just wanted the way of the world I think um, very much so I went away from church I went anything to do with the Bible I remember I still had a Bible in my room and I'd, I still even thinking about it I look back and I can still remember the little snowboarder in front of the Bible it was a youth Bible and I'd occasionally pick it up every now and then but never really take note of what it was actually saying um, but yeah very much I just wanted my own thing wanted to do my own my own yeah. live my own life so away from the church doing your own thing yep um, where did that eventually lead to well um, the wages of sin is death so it um, led very much to a life of uh, it had temporary pleasure um, enjoyed a lot of things in the world um, and it led me to a place of despair um, not life um, and uh, led me uh, specifically to a, a time of um, as we I, I don't know if we, do you want me to go through the testimony now yeah yeah so it led sure. me through to a, um, a, a week it was specifically a week where um, to the point where my only solution was um, uh, suicide I think you know I wanted to end my life that was the only I mean the, the, the situation is very personal to me in itself but basically it led me to the um, I wanted to commit suicide um, so I was going to, for a few days, just to enjoy some family time before I was going to do it. Um, so, yeah, I was, um, yeah, I got to that. And then eventually it got to that night where I was like, okay. Um, and I remember it was like two in the morning um, and I was led in bed and um, I knew that was that was my only kind of option out, you know, just to end the pain. Um, so I remember laying that. But there was a kind of a twist as well is that I didn't want to do it because, you know, I love my family. I, there was the the blessings in my life of family and friends I, I knew you know that that I would be you know hurting them and and you know I'd, I'd, I'd be cut off from them um so um, I remember laying there in my bed crying out um and then and I still remember it now this this thought just dropped into my head and uh, it was uh, it was pretty much like what about what does God say like what what about God is he is he here to help um which now I look back and I think, yeah, that was God in that moment. He, you know, uh, drawing me to himself. So, um, yeah, I, I remember. And then I, I remember crying out thinking, okay, uh, not, it, I mean, it was two in the morning. It was, it was quiet in the, in the night. And, um, I remember crying out thinking, uh, uh, you know, God, if you're there, can you, can you help me? Um, and, uh, in that specific moment, um, was very much a real thing was, uh, I was, uh, it felt like a scratch on the neck, um, which I'd, looking back now, it was very much a demonic attack. Um, I scratched on the neck um, my body went numb um, and I remember just feeling I couldn't like move and something was in the room with me um, to the point even when my kind of atheistic thinking was there was that I thought oh, you know I remember having blowing on the face and I thought 
oh, it's just the windows open was a draft. And I looked at the window and it was closed. Um, and I went to cover my face and I could still feel this uh, uh, blowing on my face. Um, so yeah, there was a few things that happened there. And then um, I remember just uh, my grandma, going back to my grandma, she would always say, um, back in my young years, if any, anything comes into you in the night, um, you have to say, in Jesus' name, I, I command you to leave. Um, and I remember thinking those things because something obviously did come to me in that night. And I, I was repeating them and over and over again. And I specifically remember um, whatever it was literally run down the stairs in the middle of the night. So downstairs, I could hear my dogs then start barking and run towards the back door, opposite end of the house. Um, then whatever it was, was chased out of the house. Not by my dogs, because I know that's... But obviously they were chasing it as well. So, um, And that's very much, you know, when I look into the Bible, I see how, how Jesus would, you know, cast out demons and they would leave. They would have to go. They would have to flee. So that was very much, yeah. So what... So you were about to end your life. Yep, the next day, yep. Thought of God came into your mind. Yep. You were reminded of what your grandma had taught you. When I was younger, yep. You then said what you said. Yep. What happened over the next sort of 24 hours or so? Um... It was, uh, to be honest, it's a bit of a blur. It was a long, it was, you know, I wasn't in a very great state, um, very stressed. Um, well, what happened over the next few weeks? From, uh, from there, weeks? obviously, I was, um, I, I mean, I went on holiday um, a couple of weeks after with um, my mum, my brother, um, my friend came along with us, and um, we actually, I continued pretty much as normal. Like, um, I remember going out and drinking um, and, and getting drunk. Um, but even then, like, I would still, my mind would be thinking of God, even, it sounds kind of silly to say, but even in the midst of that, he would constantly be on my mind, which he wasn't before. Um, so, and then we got back from holiday and I thought, right, it's time to go back to church. Um, so I went back to, obviously, um, Salisbury Elim, um and went back there. And, uh, yeah, from there on, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's incredible how, how far I've come in terms of that, that, that year, so... Where, where, what place did the word of God have in your life, um, leading up to this time? Leading up to the t- in terms of the um, leading up to your testimony. Yes, your 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 it, you it, wanted to end your life and all that. Yeah, it it didn't. There was no. Um, obviously, I was aware of the Bible. I knew I knew what it was. To be honest, I didn't even. I probably wouldn't even doubt the Bible. I just didn't want it. It wasn't you know part of you know. I I was my own my own god of my life i was you know i i was in control of it mm. um and i didn't want a book to tell me to you know how to live and mm. um everything like that really so yeah. um it didn't really have a place um and even i i even joke now when i look back because i was a heavy smoker back in my teenage years um I used to smoke um and um i remember even smoking the bible um ironically um because the bible pages were very good for uh, rizla paper which is um yeah when i look back i think there's a kind of I mean, obviously it's a horrible thing to think looking back but also looking back now and thinking well i was ingesting it in a different way back then and now it's very different <laughs> through the eyes rather than the lungs yeah <laughs> so, but god gave yeah. you a real hunger didn't he absolutely for, for the word which we'll talk to talk about in a minute yeah uh, you became a christian while you were working as a data analyst yeah and um, what difference did being a christian make in your in your place of work and did did your work colleagues notice a difference absolutely yeah absolutely well, what, um, what what was the difference so they would have seen me obviously um the old jamie would have been very much yeah i'm happy to go out and uh, drink you know that was my my lifestyle before um even at the work parties used to get drunk so um you know um 
they would yeah uh, a different manner of how I would speak um not so you know wouldn't be holding back on things to say and um you know just I would say what I wanted to say kind of thing when you know um without thinking of the consequences sometimes and even like swearing for example um so yeah um and then obviously the transition to that into um I mean over that time of my testimony I, I took some time out for like um it was a week or something they they obviously were aware of uh, the situation uh, so coming back to work they would have seen it old Jamie you know and then he's gone for a while and we don't know why and then obviously I come back and um literally a, a bit of a new person I mean it did take a while to actually people to understand that I was going to church um and I'd become a Christian um and obviously I didn't live the way I did before um so it, I think I mean I haven't heard much, they haven't come up to me and say oh there's been a massive change but I'm pretty sure you know you, I, I can see it myself in terms of how I used to live and you know after that um it would have yeah it would have been very different for them i'm, yeah, I'm sure yeah a big change yeah uh, now i know that um you started to uh, want to share your faith with others and mm. um what ways did god lead and encourage you in, in sharing your faith with others um i don't know well first of all he gave me a real heart um for his word obviously um but to defend it as well not that it needed defending by man um but um, his people will defend his word. So um, first of all, it was very much apologetics looking into to defend it because I'd have accusations come my way and then it would kind of stem and say, well, is that, is that right? And then I'd find a you know, good old Google. We go to Google, we look it up. Um, I look at um, good sources, Christian sources, um, and uh, look at, into that. Obviously looking in the word as well itself, but I found myself looking in Google, looking at good arguments against, and I just looked, I was just watching debates and all these things um, that would, that would um, build up my faith and then therefore like because I'd learn all these things and the accusations here in the world you're like no that's not right so therefore you you instantly you're chucked into when you hear those accusations you want to then defend but obviously with defense it's evangelism as well so you find yourself um, I didn't want to destroy arguments as such I wanted the gospel to be the main thing um, you know that's that's what transforms hearts not good arguments so um, yeah it stemmed from apologetics but the the heart of it is evangelism destroying those arguments so that they would know the truth mm. um, of God's word. So and you had opportunities um, at work and, and friends and, and yeah. good friends, didn't you, to share, start sharing your faith? Absolutely, yeah. In work, I remember there was um, a suspicious-looking folder that came through. Um, I still remember it now, actually. And uh, uh, they, uh, it was some, it was a very weird. Like, it looked like some weird interfaith kind of folder, and they were saying some stuff in there that I was like, "That's not right." But then mingling with kind of Christianese talk. Um, and uh, my my colleague said, oh, "What is this about, Jamie? What what was this? You know?" And uh, I looked at it, and uh, from that, um, it stemmed into an hour long conversation in the office. Um, you know, so it, it, the, in the workplace, there was very, and there was other conversations as well, and um, that took place. I can't remember all of them, but I just know that there was some um, times where um, God called me to defend, and even you know, it's quite hard to squeeze the gospel in the workplace. So um, <laughs> you know, you got to be, you have to be wise, but. I don't, you know, I don't agree with completely scrapping it. And, you know, we're called to preach the gospel in, in the workplace as well. So um, in the marketplace, the work, you know, the workplace, all those things. So, um, yeah, who were yeah, in the workplace. Yeah. Now, um, how on earth did you go from being a data analyst <laughs> to deciding to go to theological college? How on earth did that happen? Well, first of all, I don't think it was really necessarily my idea that stemmed straight from my head. Um, it's very much um, 
uh, Siobhan, my wife, uh, suggested it. She said, you know, you could do this. Um, because, I mean, I was never academic at school. Um, my, I just had no, I, I didn't care about it. I was more socialising, playing football. Um, so school was never my thing. But fortunately, um, I had five GCSEs above C, which um, is a good thing um, in terms of leading to this, where because I'm a mature student over 25, um, and I had certain grades that I could just go straight through to do a degree. Obviously, that's pending an interview, and they, they obviously make sure that you're you're actually um, right for the, the, the um, So you degree. didn't need A-levels? Or, or didn't need A-levels. Um, I think, uh, obviously, a lot of them help, but I think if you're over 25, you, you can look at those options. Um, so, yeah, my wife suggested it to me, and um, we looked at that and uh, looked at the options, and we prayed about it and uh, applied um, I think it was October 2016, I think, or around, no, I think it was August actually we applied, but then I had the interview in October um, and then was accepted, um, but it was very much, it wasn't my idea as such, but I went with it because it was, it seemed right, um, it was in an environment, a theological environment, um, although it's very heated, it's a, you know, it's a, a place that I, I'd love to go and look at and, and study theology all day, um, I love my job, I love the the, 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 the people that I worked with. I loved all the aspects of it, um, and it was a blessing to me as well. God bless that. It's, you know, workplaces are a blessing as well, not just theological college. Um, but I enjoyed my workplace, um, but I, I, I wanted to go into branch out into theology and study more, and, and to get to know, not that I get to know God more just because I'm in a theological college, but to, to just take that time out of the workplace, be comfortable with yeah, just looking at theology and studying God more and more, and, and learning more stuff as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how I got there I think so yeah. now now we all know that um, becoming a Christian does not mean that life will all be a bed of roses and no. uh, there was a particular struggle last year wasn't there about yeah. the time that you were going to go to Regents T- tell us about this and, and and you know where where was God in all of that yeah so um, back in um, last year yeah just before um, we went to see Regents um me and my wife, um, we found out that we uh, were that she was pregnant, um, and um, it was a bit of a roller coaster. Really, we got the in the morning. I think it was in the morning. My memory's bad when it comes to these things, um, but uh, yeah, we uh, got the, she got the test and um, it was positive. So we were literally, I mean, I was in shock, and you know, we, we hugged and cried, and it was like, wow, this is this is incredible. Um, scary at the same time as well because the, the obviously to be a father and a mother that's uh, scary um, but it was a blessing in that moment it was very special and then um, I, I think uh, my memory's terrible on the days and stuff um, my wife's usually really she's much better in remembering the, the days and um, what happened um, but it, I think it was the next day um, or the the following morning um, she had pains um and so, therefore, obviously, following those pains, we had to go to hospitals to go and get checked out, and which was very early in the morning. Um, so, obviously, we had the worries then of that. And then we had uh, the doctor was because uh, uh, we, we had doubts. Okay, are we is it have we lost it? Um, and then the doctor was very adamant. He said, "No, it seems that everything is you know, um, yeah, it looks like you're pregnant." And then um, from there on, we went to have another test. Um, which inevitably led, led to, we had a bit of confusion. So it was a roller coaster. It was, you know, we had high emotions to low emotions and then back up again. Um, and then um, obviously it came to be that um, we uh, lost, um, we lost that baby. So um, 
yeah, it's not a, um, a, a perfect life as we would want it. Mm. Um, it was very much a testing time for both of us. Um, very tough time. Um, and I think obviously for, for Siobhan as well to go through what she had to go through because the man doesn't have some of the things, the symptoms that the, um, the woman goes through. So uh, all my focus was to make sure she was okay um, to look after. And actually the, the one thing that um, through this is you've got to be very careful as a bloke not to, you, you've got to not, you obviously you're concerned for, for your wife, but um, you've also got to make sure that you're doing okay because all I found all my focus was going on her making sure she was okay. Um, but yeah, in terms of God through that, um, uh, it's very tough, but I don't, for me personally, from how I, how I see it, I didn't, it didn't doubt, I didn't doubt my faith. I didn't doubt God. Um, I know he's good because when you, when you read Job, for example, um, how, um, he, what he went through, um, with his family, even, uh, as the building fell down on his family, I can't remember the whole book, but yeah, it fell down on him, but he did. He did, didn't curse God, you know. He didn't. Um, uh, I, I, His wife par- told him to. Well, exa- well, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and it, and Siobhan never did that, obviously. So she was, uh, yeah. We were both very. I think we're very. We obviously had questions. Questions is important. Yeah. Um, but I think those questions lead us to prayer, lead us to to go to God, and and also go to His Word as well. Um, so, but yeah, I did. I did very much. Um, I knew He was with us. Um, and as I say, Job is a very good book in those in those times. It's a hard book, obviously, but um, there's those um, core things in Job which are very, very helpful. That he's still good in those in those things, mm. and also that God is um, very he, he's relational. Um, he sent his own son into um, into this fallen, cursed world. Um, took on suffering. Um, uh, he was the only innocent man to walk. Obviously, walk after Adam. You know, so. Um, He's very relational. He can relate to us, and that's what makes him, you know, incredible. That um, he he knows the pain we go through. Mm. Um, so mm. yeah, I, yeah. I think that's a wonderful thing that you've just said. There, we worship a God who is not unaware of suffering. In mm. fact, if you look at the suffering, as you just said, that Jesus went through, mm. um, he knows all about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you'll be studying all sorts of different modules at Regents. Uh, I know there is one that you're really looking forward to, and that yeah. is apologetics. What is it about apologetics that interests you so much? And, and maybe just describe for those that don't know what apologetics is, what, what is apologetics? Yeah, so apologetics is essentially it's the um, defense of the faith. So, um, yeah, given a, a, a um, I, I can't remember the original Greek of it, it's apologia, I think, where it's um, defense um, some people probably correct me there, but yeah, it's essentially defending the faith. Um, so um, my interest in that um, was stemmed very early on, as I said earlier, with uh, very much uh, wanting to know, you know, the accusations that come from the world um, uh, are very, can at face value be very damaging, very damaging. So, um, and they did test me, but um, God upheld me in that in those moments of, of not so much doubt, but okay, this is that seems to be a contradiction there. So. Um, but he would instill in me to look it up and actually research and to know and not to be ignorant or, um, you know, um, so yeah, looking into, and I would find myself watching debates, um, and just being obsessed with debates and hearing the for and against and, um, and yeah, so my, my heart, you know, into apologetics very much comes from, yeah, the accusations from the world. And actually I don't want God to be blasphemed and accused, you know, he's a God that cannot lie. And when people make accusations against him, um, I want to defend him. Um, not that 
I'm the kind of the, the warrior for God that you know he needs defended by me but um, he uses his people um, he uses uh, his people he's redeemed to to defend you know as well and obviously he equips us with the Bible which is a sharp sword um, so um, yeah he has definitely given me a heart so yeah apologetics is uh, coming in the next few weeks which I, I really can't wait for um, <laughs> but it, it, uh, if anyone could pray for me though because uh, apologetics can be very um, your uh, your zeal can be mistaken for arrogance and that, that can be very much a kind of area um, in that field I think especially in theology uh, the, the environment anyway and it's you know your zeal can be mistaken for arrogance and ignorance so um, and also you do get passionate um, as well so uh, yeah so uh, you want you want that um, that heart to be able to share Defend, defend the faith, but do yeah. it with gentleness and humility. Absolutely, that's the well. key verse that I think. Well, there's two bits that people miss in that in that in that verse is the set apart Christ as Lord in your hearts. So don't give them up just because the world want you to give them up. Um, when you're defending, like don't use the Bible, don't use you know, be neutral. Um, no, don't give Jesus up. Um, and also, yeah, to do it with gentleness and respect. Mm-hmm. Don't be arrogant. Don't cut people's heads off with the with the the spiritual sword. You know, be gracious because Jesus came with uh, truth and grace. So, yeah, yeah very well, much. Grace first and truth, wasn't yeah. it? Well, yeah, grace yeah. Grace and truth. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Now, before the interview, you mentioned that prayer is an area of your Christian life that you have struggled with and that yep. the Lord is, is showing you some things about and teaching you some things about prayer. I think it would be fascinating to hear Absolutely. what the little journey you've been on with that. And, and I think it could be an encouragement to people listening. Yeah, yeah. So it, it has been for a while. It's not like I don't talk to God, I don't pray to him. Um, but it's um, there, there's more um, there's more that I should be praying him, to him about um, so it's been ongoing for I would say it's probably been a couple of years I think and more so um, I struggle with um, it seems very much like I'm, I'm just talking to myself sometimes that's the kind of thoughts that come to, I know it's not because you know um, he does hear um, but that's the kind of doubts you get in your head and um, it kind of puts you off a little bit but um he doesn't leave me in that place that oh well i'll let jamie just do his own thing and let him agree with himself he you know, he wants me to pray to him so he's always constantly convicting me to seek him to to pray so um more recently i've been um going to bed early um which i've always been a night owl i will stay up sometimes like an early night for me will be one o'clock oh, um, even jamie. these days because i because i just love staying up late and and i do love reading so even staying up it used to be on the Xbox till three in the morning. Now it's reading <laughs> theology books, which is just hilarious. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I, 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 I thought, well, God wants me to pray more. So um, yes, he loves me reading, um, but actually there's got to be a harmony. Um, and if my reading's affecting my prayer life, there's something wrong. Um, so going to bed early, um, going to bed at half 10, me and my wife agree we'll go to bed early, um, regardless of what's on Netflix or if we have any paid, well, Papers are usually a kind of, uh, yeah, we're allowed to get away with that one, but um, we'll go to bed early when when we, when we can. Um, and I'll get up, um, I think most recently I've been getting up at like seven o'clock um, and just journaling, writing down. Um, even if I don't have much to say, just writing down my thoughts of the day um, and, and just reading his word. Usually I'll, rather than go through um, New Testament books, or I'll, I'll just go through like Psalms because I think they're very special in those moments. Um, and I know you, you yourself, you recommended uh, Proverbs. It's got 31 chapters. so And obviously we have usually 31 days in a month. So um, usually it's Proverbs as well. So um, yeah, I've been recently. Yeah, so although I do struggle with prayer, um, more recently it's been more encouraging. I've had people pray for me. We had a, um, at Regents, we had um, a group of guys who met together and we just prayed for our needs, um, confessed, and you know, for, for, um, to help each other. 
Um, and that was one of the areas I said that I'm struggling with prayer and it's been ongoing. And I think ever since that, that night that I've had a, more of a desire to not um, give it up. Um, even though recently um, we've been very busy on and off road, like coming home, that's kind of been interrupted. I've been enjoying having a lie in. And I think, you know, that's kind of okay. Um, but I still have the desire to get back in routine. And uh, whereas my old self or I would go, oh, you know, get our routine and I'd leave it for months. So, but I'm eager to get back into that place when I get back. So I think there's some lovely things you said there, Jamie. First of all, um, encouragement to all of us uh, listening about our prayer life. That, mm. That's the first thing. And uh, I think the second thing is to be intentional about that, to do something about it. You yeah. said you changed your routine there. Yeah. Instead of going to bed later, you decided with your wife, and that's always a good thing to decide with yeah, your yeah. wife, um, <laughs> to go to bed early. In fact, as a general rule, this is completely off script here, uh, I would always recommend going to bed at the same time as your wife yeah. rather than staying up later on your own if your wife goes to bed earlier. Um, mm. That was a bit of an aside. But... Uh, that to do something about it if the Lord is prompting you to engage more um, more actively with prayer. So you, you did that and you got up early. And we know from the scriptures, from the Bible, that uh, Jesus got up early, didn't he, to go and spend time with his father. So, yeah. And I remember in my own life, we went to a very, very similar situation, Molly and I, um, when we, we wanted to get more intentional about our, our faith, mm. our understanding of God, our relationship with God. And we came up with a very similar thing. So we changed our meal times in the evening. We mm-hmm. went to bed earlier so we could get up earlier. Not always easy, but actually, and it takes some time to get into a routine, doesn't it, mm-hmm. to do yeah. that. Um, so so first, um, I think, call to action from what Jamie's been saying here is um, to really engage in prayer mm-hmm. with God. But also to say from a precept perspective, um, just as you were talking there, a couple of resources that have come to my mind. Mm-hmm. One is called Lord Teach Me to Pray. Mm-hmm in 28 days which is based on the lord's prayer and the other is a book on prayer in our 40 minute study series so Mm -hmm. there's some practical things that you can engage with um, but also if you wanted those resources do contact us and we would be thrilled to send those to you Mm -hmm. Um, so bless you in that jamie Um, now um You've mentioned the Bible on and off. Uh, I want yeah. to talk to you about why is the Bible important to you? One of the purposes of this podcast is to encourage people in their faith, their following of Jesus, uh, but also to engage with the Word of God. And obviously yeah. you're doing that massively at um, Regents. And yeah. you, you showed me your Greek, how to study Greek book. Is yeah, before the yeah. Interview. we'll discuss more because there's a lot to it. But, um, so why, why is the Bible important to you, Jamie? Um, well, it's God's revealed will to to man, so um, it's very important that we, um, for that reason, um, in a world that is um, very much uh, subjective truth around, this is absolute truth coming to us, and we can know things for certain, um, so um, to have certainty in a world where um, the irony is that is, it's absolutely certain, there is no certainty, <laughs> so um, yeah, so... Uh, by the Bible being um, absolute truth, um, as Jesus said, I'm not, you know, I'm not afraid to say because Jesus said Himself, um, "Your word is truth." In John seventeen seventeen, um, so I'm not, you know, I'm happy to be in the same camp as Jesus there. Um, so I, I would, you know, I love, I'd love to learn truth so and understand it. So um, that's one of the main reasons, um, and also um, in terms of. Um, how you know in this world we we can hear often that uh, mankind is is not it's not that bad but in terms of how the bible reveals you know we're 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 in a hopeless position and we need a savior um so in terms of its truth and obviously the truth in our condition 
and our need for uh, for uh, for Christ. Um, and so for those reasons, really, um, yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah, yeah, I can I can hear the apologists coming out. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I don't want to be too. Um, yeah, um, but oh, for, that's wonderful. But just yeah. but just looking from your own life, I mean, no, there is no um, medical doctor or or pill that you could have taken. No, that could have done what Christ has done. No, no, in your life, is there? Absolutely. I mean, it's good. Uh, that you said that because I just have the. Um, I remember when um, throughout that time um, I obviously went to the doctors as well for you know because there are some mental health aspects as well that are important. Yes, there's a spiritual aspect, but there's also mental health. Um, so went to the doctors. Um, I think my mum was saying that the doctor I had at the time was um, he was a Christian, um, which is quite kind of side funny topic there. But um, yeah, so he um, suggested I went to. Um, cognitive behavioral therapy and i remember sitting in in that and it was just awful like i don't doubt that it can help some people um but it's not it's just making people comfortable and uh, it doesn't solve the actual issue um so i remember sitting in there thinking and i didn't go back um i was just like why am i here i didn't give any peace didn't you know but um as i was reading the bible um obviously um i can't remember some of the stuff but i just obviously look at look where i am now i know that god spoke to me through it um, and there was moments, you know, um, that, yeah, it's just built me up from there on. Um, yeah. Wonderful. How do you study yeah. it? So how do I study how do you, it? How do you study the Bible? Um, well, it's difficult. So I'd, I'd usually, just reading sometimes is, uh, just reading it. Um, uh, that's the main way I would, I would do it. Um, uh, obviously yeah, I'll just set time aside for a, a, an hour um, and read um, obviously I, don't, I know it's a precept thing but I would use precepts um, I obviously went to the men's study group and um, going through Nehemiah for example and, and Ruth some of the books that I think um, churches can sometimes overlook um, so going through those actually and I still remember them now even though I did them a few years ago how um, Ruth being you know, the, the kinsman redeemer and how Jesus had to be made you know, it's a similar picture um, there's images there and seeing Christ there um, and Nehemiah as well I still yeah absolutely love those studies so obviously the preset way um, I love because it slows me down I'm often sometimes I could you can read a book or a book of the Bible or a chapter and you're just reading it for the sake of finishing it you're not actually stopping and looking and engaging with the text so um, they would be my prime go-to methods and obviously thirdly I would I'd like to study it and then I'd like to see what other people have said about it so big theologians um uh, and areas like that and what people said in the past throughout the you know the centuries um very important um but that's like a third thing you know so first of all reading it um secondly uh, going through it slowly engaging with what the word the words are specifically saying as well and then thirdly what do other people say to kind of get a good balance and yeah and now you're studying greek yeah studying <laughs> greek which is um i was never as i said at school never academic never i, I just I did, could not stand um languages um, i think i tried french and that was just painful and you came um, you came in before the interview said nigel here's my yeah, here's yeah. my greek so you need to buy one of these yeah yeah if anyone can i mean um the basic biblical greek book that i've got is yeah it's very um it's, it's you can do it without um you know going to the theological college i believe i'm, I'm not sure if that's 100 percent correct but going through the book i know you can um yeah, it's called the basics of biblical Greek it's grammar. Um, it's by a guy Bill. called William Mounts, M O U N C E. So you could probably Google that or go on Amazon. Quite familiar. You can get a workbook with it as well. But um, it's yeah, yeah I, I I believe you could do it yourself. Um, but yeah. And how helpful has been studying Greek to you? 
Well, if you don't mind me, I'll share with what I shared with you the other day, actually. Yeah. So to point out how I found it useful, even though I don't think I'll be a Greek scholar, um, I can understand some stuff in the Greek, which is um, just an added bit of detail. Um, so, for example, um, where it says in John, um, John 1, in the beginning was the word. Well, in the English, we lose the meaning of the word was. Um, we just think, you, do, you just overlook it. But in the Greek, and I asked my Greek lecturer the other day, I was like, because I remember reading it in a theological book and thinking that kind of makes sense. And he was saying how we lose the meaning in, um, with was in the English. Um, so I went up to him and asked him, I said, because we were learning the verbs and it was the imperfect, which means it, it doesn't have a beginning, it doesn't have an end. It's just a continuous action. Uh, it's continuous. So um, the word was is in the imperfect. So, for example, that's a very Trinitar- Trinitarian um, uh, uh, word expression there because it's you know saying in the beginning was the word so the was didn't have a beginning it didn't have an end so you know, even then the word was is uh, trinitarian so um, just seeing those kind of little details I'm just like wow and, and John obviously when he was writing it under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit um, it just writes beautifully there so when people say oh the Trinity is not in the Bible so I can sh- I can assure you even in the we know in the text obviously it's, it's um, saying about it but. Yeah, just in the word was, you can see Trinity there. So, awesome. Yeah. Now, do you have a favorite Bible book at all? Yes, and it's got to be Romans for me. Why Romans? I think it's the heart, really, in one sense. It's a kind of a, a, a systematic, uh, it, it kind of breaks down the, the, the what the message is, really. Um, so Romans, uh, you know, we've got the one to five, I think it is, um, or the, at least one to three, where uh, the indictment of mankind, where we're, um, no one is Romans three specifically saying that no one is righteous, um, no one is good, no one seeks after God, no one does these things. And then I think in the next part of uh, chapter three, it then goes into how we're justified by faith. Um, but it uh, it goes yeah from the from mankind's position to then what that what we need, which is obviously we need to be justified by faith um, in, in Christ, you know, um, in His work and who He is. Um, and then it goes on to more of the practical application for the Christian from there on. And I think that's just a good summary. It's not as important as the other books. They're all equally important as a whole. But Romans is a good one, I think. Um, I heard one theologian said that we should be really uh, meditating on Romans a lot just because it, it, it humbles us. Um, it's not by our works. Um, it's through what he's done and through faith. Um, so, yeah, that's my main reason as well. And what about a favorite Bible verse? Romans five one, um, which not is, a lot of hesitation there. Then. No, no, I remember, <laughs> I remember. Yeah, that is, um, and it's more recently actually. I had a couple of us. One, one John one nine was my. You know, if, if we um, confess our sins to him, um, that was used to be my personal favorite. I don't like to put favorites on the, on God's word, but um, I think Romans there five one. There can be seasons one, for these things, so I think absolutely, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, but Romans five one, I think therefore, since we have been justified by faith. Um, I can't remember the rest. I need to memorize my... We have peace with God yep. through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, yeah, that's yeah, that's my kind of... Uh, we have peace with the Holy God, and it's through Jesus Christ. So Yeah, and you certainly are a living testament to that. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie, what's, what's next on the horizon for you and for Siobhan? Um, to keep studying. and um, <laughs> I mean, Siobhan's doing a master's degree. She's doing very well, so... Um, at the moment, it's just studying and, um, yeah, and God willing, we'll get through to these next few years in terms of the academic side. Um, we're currently plugged into a, um, a local church. Um, Siobhan's helping um, with the kids. Uh, there's a outreach for the, um, not just specifically Christians, it's uh, the unbelieving um, people coming in with their kids. That I think they have over 50 kids 
come in they have to turn people away which they hate because you know there's just not enough room which is incredible but they don't like turning people away so she's very much yeah, plugged in with the there with the, the and she's heading that up now she's been given you know she's looking after that um and for myself it's very much um yeah studying um but also my heart is to i think this summer specifically as well i've had a, a contact with a few guys where we're going out um uh, there's some four tent meetings sometime in um it's a victory church in Cumbran. um some friends there they they go out and um they go out into the alleyways they'll go out everywhere to preach the gospel to draw people to come to these tent tent missions so i've been invited to go along for that um my church um my pastor matt he um also we might look at doing some apologetics stuff for the church because that's my heart is to build up other people to defend the faith um so that, that's currently what it looks like in near time so uh, future wise I've only just got to this step so I wouldn't like to try and guess what's next because <laughs> I wouldn't have thought I'd be here so yeah. well yeah. I tell you what um, I think what has struck me as we have shared on this podcast is the incredible change that has happened in your life since um, you came to Christ yeah. and uh, he is a God who renews he yeah. is a God who restores he's yeah. a God who um, changes our priorities absolutely you know? um, so there you were Xbox 3 in the morning you know, yep. whatever. and now you're going to bed earlier and getting up and writing a prayer journal <laughs> it's just yeah it plays my mind it? and that's going to continue you're a young man you're a young mm. couple lovely young couple on fire for the Lord and mm. I'm, I'm just thrilled to see uh, what God is going to do with you guys so mm. we need to be praying for you because I think God's got a really wonderful purpose and plan yeah, as we know he has for all of us who, who absolutely yeah. um but he's obviously given you a real heart for defending the faith and that is something we need so much in our nation today we do yeah. so we will be praying for you we'll be thank watching you. you very closely and uh it's been a delight to have you on the program so thank you so much thank you you have been listening to the bible and me podcast by preset ministries uk if you enjoyed this episode please click the subscribe button now and consider leaving us a rating or review. If you'd like to learn more about the ministry or make a donation, visit www.precept.org.uk or follow us on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube at PreceptMinUK.